Hello, everybody. Welcome to another beautiful and interesting episode of the Morale Booster with John Uguli. And today I have with me a very super mom. She is a mother of 15 children. And I am sure my listeners are eager to hear what she has to say. So um, her name is Lachelle Atkins. So Lachelle, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, John. I'm really excited to connect with you and your audience today. Me too. It's my pleasure having you on the program. So Lachelle, let's go straight to the um, reason for the day. Could you please tell us who Lachelle is and what you do? Awesome. Well, uh, you've said it first. My children are one of the mainstays to my life. I'm the mother of 15 children uh, that my husband and I uh, have together. Uh, 13 of them we had together, and then I have two stepchildren. But my journey now is uh, I'm a lifestyle designer. I have struggled during the journey of my life with depression. So for 13 years, I was plagued with that, and uh, I was hospitalized for it. So now I am passionate about helping other people overcome their limiting beliefs and uh, depression, things that got them stuck, and moving forward in a more positive way. So I uh, am a podcast host, as well as uh, I coach people individually and through groups. And I'm passionate about spreading the message that, you know, if we educate ourselves enough, there are strategies that we can use to help us thrive uh, rather than just survive. Right. That's a good one. Yes. I really enjoyed that uh, brief presentation. It was awesome. Thank you. Thank awesome. you. Okay. So tell me, how, what's, what's behind that story, the super mom? Yes. So for me, the backstory is I couldn't do it by myself. You know, I was an only child, so I grew up with the mindset that if I work hard enough, I can have anything I want. So it was all about doing everything as an individual. Mm-hmm. Um, I received accolades, honor roll, gifted classes, and I thought I could apply those same principles to my life now with the children, you know, that compose 15 children. Right. And I realized that you know, you just can't be successful with an island mindset. You know, it's all about collaboration and uh, finding other strengths that they are good at and then coming together collectively to create masterpieces. Right. That's a great one. That's awesome. So what, what gave you the, the, the drive to become a coach, a speaker, you know, someone who puts her life to educating people on what life is all about. I am just so passionate about it because, you know, I struggled with it to the point of being hospitalized three times. So each of the times that I was hospitalized, my husband sought intervention. And so I really was not even attuned to my own voice. I didn't know who I was. I had lost my identity to the point that I was just you know, accomplishing tasks, but not feeling fulfilled. And I didn't recognize that. So it wasn't until after three hospitalizations that I figured out that, you know, I'm the common denominator. I can't keep blaming my kids, my husband, circumstances. So I went on that journey of self-discovery and I created a strategy that 
I saw could work not just for me, but it could work for other people. And when I found out, to me, what seemed so simple, um, I think it's just so important to share the knowledge with everybody because it's just small things that we can do, you know, just like the book, uh, Darren Hardy with the compound effect. If you do something consistently every day, you're going to be a lot further along. And it's not like you have to do this grand thing, but your life can really take a greater turn. That's true. That's, that's a great one there. So um, have you ever worked in corporate America or you've always been an entrepreneur? Actually, my husband and I met in college. So my background is uh, school of business at a very prestigious um, university, Indiana University, and uh, very competitive. So um, I got a marketing degree. However, parenting took priority as we as our family grew so we've always had entrepreneurial jobs on the side you know to where I was able to manage and do some form of that but my main mission was my children so I took you know had that have a back seat you know in terms of really staying in that corporate setting oh okay so um how old are your kids okay let's say your how old is your oldest 30 Ready and the youngest? Six. Oh, okay. <laughs> no but swimming. Still all single births. Yeah. Right. So that it is a handful. It is you know, and just the generational differences, you know, um, you know, how they think, um, you know, what entertains them, you know, just with this technology that has evolved, you know, the things that my six year old can do that, you know, my thirty year old had no idea or now they have a connection through technology that they both can understand, you know, at a deeper level. So age doesn't matter. So I think it's really, um, you know, interesting to be able to observe some of those nuances, you know, as life happens. Right. So, um, you know, there are a lot of people who always try to make excuses for Mm -hmm. themselves, especially when it comes to chasing their dreams. Mm-hmm. Did you know you having third or uh, fifteen children mm-hmm. affect your dreams? I think you know I did have prior to having my own um, obstacles with depression. I felt like I couldn't achieve my dreams and be a parent at the same time. So I think a lot of moms may struggle with that, where it's like you're either all in your career or you're all in as a parent. You feel like you can't have the two, right? Um, After uh, my depression and really going on that journey, I just learned to embrace totally who I am because I felt like I wore a lot of masks. You know, I wanted to be um, known for my worth was tied to the roles that I play. So I wanted to be always doing well, wanted to be successful. And, you know, I was the biggest driver of that. And what I have learned to do now is embrace my total person of who I am, which includes my kids. And that's why I created the brand America Supermom so that I can not feel like I have to choose between the two, but I can have a full life 
of career, family, marriage, ministry, and everything else that I uh, ascribe to. However, I'm able to accomplish that successfully through collaboration and knowing what my zone of genius is and working with others with theirs. Right. Okay. You know, it's, it's normally said that uh, if you um, give up on your dreams, your dreams will give up on you. So mm -hmm. at the end of the day, excuses are part of life. So it's up to every individual to be able to identify that an excuse is a limiting belief. Mm -hmm. And when people out there have dreams that they are not able to pursue because mm -hmm. of family reasons, what's your advice to people like that? What are you going to what's your what are you going to advise them to do because there are so many people whom this issue would resonate to uh, and they are currently listening to the program so true so you are so right when you say that excuse is a limiting belief right an excuse is a reason not to pursue a dream right. you know and it gets to the point to where you feel like, do you value these excuses more or do you value the dream that you're aspiring to achieve? Right. And for me, I have learned to reverse engineer that. So the excuses, when I have a dream, I come up with all the excuses on paper when I get that dream. Right. And so I liken it to running a marathon. So when you're running a marathon, you have these little stations where they, to give you water, or you might have a snack so that you can get that pick-me-up throughout the marathon race until you get to the end. So the excuses to me are those stations that I say, okay, so I might have this hindrance. What am I going to do to combat that? You know, what kind of strategies do I need to put in place from the very beginning so that as I get to that point, I can get what I need and keep moving where it just ends up to where I can flip the switch and look at it as maybe that's my point to kind of take a time for reflection. Uh, maybe I need to organize a group of people to meet me there so that I can get a cheering session of motivation and keep it moving. So the obstacles to me or the limiting beliefs are things that might have hindered you in the past. You know, so that's just like people, you go to them with a the new business idea and they say, I would do that. But the last time I did it, it didn't work. Exactly. And so you start out and you say, well, why didn't it work? You know, what did I do? And you look at it from a different angle and then you say, how can I not let that be a obstacle this time? What are some things that I need to practice ahead of time so that I can be successful? I hope that makes sense. It makes a whole lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Yes. So um, what precisely do you do? How, what do you do to empower people? I think the main thing is being able to, I used this analogy before, is that I have several platforms that I have been blessed with being on. So, you know, usually when you get on the platform, you liken it to a stage where there's a microphone and you're talking right. at the people, right? So for me, I like to shine a mirror up so that people can see the beauty that's within them. I can get on stage and talk about myself all the time, but that's not going to help somebody who is listening. Mm 
what's going to what's going to help them is for them to have the reflection of themselves right. and recognize you know what is it that we have in common so if if i'm talking to a mother out there who's listening she can relate to what it's like to put your kids needs before your own mm-hmm. i'm i struggle with that too however i don't let that stop me for what my goals are and yeah. what i want to aspire to so right. then I can come to her and say, you know what, this is the strategy that I use to overcome that limiting belief or that obstacle. Right. So I think I'm in a position to where I always have no problem being transparent. And when I speak to people, I speak to them in a way that's relatable and approachable to where, to where we all have shortcomings. It's not about me having a platform because I'm doing everything right. It's me having a platform because in spite of the same obstacles that you have, I have. Right. However, I'm not letting them stop me. I'm still moving forward. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, there is a quote by Les Brown that says, when life knocks you down, make sure you fall on your back. Because if you can look up, you can get up. Amen. Now, yes, that's it. So, you know, um, there are a lot of people with limiting beliefs, mm-hmm. you know, mental blocks, convictions, you know, things as little as, oh, I'm not pretty enough. I can't right. age, you know. And in most cases, I realize that those people haven't been around morale boosters like yourself. Mm-hmm. Haven't been around morale boosters, people who have been through their kind of experience. So, when you, when you have a lady or a man who walks up to you mm-hmm. and says he has been having challenges in doing what other people are doing, mm-hmm. do, you think, do you think they are the reason behind allowing that thing to overpower them? I think I've been there. So, yeah, it has a lot to do with self and your view and your perception. Um, The thing about it when it comes to coaching is being able to listen actively and ask the right questions for for them to recognize that the fear that they have is not um, as powerful as they make it out to be. Right. You know, so what happens is the thing that we focus on grows. So for me to say, well, you know what, um, John, I don't know about this video. You know, we can relate to that because we and we tell people that all the time. I understand that you may be uncomfortable on video. Right. And this is the, this is where the future's going. Right. And because we acknowledge that, that makes that a reality. And it's like a instead of people seeing that it's a, uh, a limiting belief, they see it as reality. And so they gravitate towards, well, he can relate to me. And if they, if you give them that escape, they'll take it. Right. Whereas if I say, yeah, you know what? I had to hang up with video too, but I just would take my phone and I would record videos of me just doing stuff instead of doing selfies, like a lot of these millennials. Right. I'm recording some videos critiquing myself and then still doing Facebook lives. Yeah. Right. So when I get with somebody, sometimes I have, I have a way of explaining it 
to where it is practical that they can implement measures that help them to see, you know what, I was thinking that was the limiting belief, but it really isn't because I can just take a different direction and overcome it. So even just the mindset of thinking limiting beliefs sometimes, right? We The word is doing what we're giving it power to. Exactly. So even if us just reframing and saying, okay, so what really do you want to accomplish? You want to get on video. So what are some ways that you can accomplish that? You can practice doing videos yourself. You could practice recording other people doing videos. You know, you can really strategize and create a research project around what it is you want to accomplish. And once you get so focused and have clarity on that, then you'll recognize the things that you're worried about, like what outfit you have on, you know, all these other things are not a part of what this video is. You'll be focused on your message and what it is that you want to share. And that's what will give you the confidence to do that video, regardless of who's watching. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great one. Now, mm-hmm. uh, would, would you like to share some of the major challenges you encountered mm-hmm. when um, starting your business? Yes. Um, I think the first thing is like your self-confidence. You know, uh, this is the thing, like what you said, um, where we have these limiting beliefs. The main issue is your ego. That's the thing that you battle, right? You want to be successful in your position. You want people to think you are an expert. And so the key to accomplish that is to really have a deep understanding of who you are. What are your core beliefs? You know? Um, this will keep you grounded and focused on the things that matter to you. And instead of chasing every shiny object or next best person that arrives in your industry, you'll have a clarity about where you're going and people will be attracted to you regardless of whoever is uh, competing with you on social media and things like that. And even just the mindset of recognizing that the earth is full of so many things and um, the scarcity mindset is always like, you know, there's only one or two people that can win, you know? So the fact that we get so caught up in athletics, we think it's always win or lose. There's only, you know, three or four places based on who gets medals. But, an apple, a red apple is not competing with a green apple or a yellow apple, right? They're just a variation. They're everywhere, you know? So I think we need to kind of begin to flip the script and recognize that, you know, even in your message, there's variation, right. you know? And it will resonate with the people that it needs to resonate to. And it's always evolving. You know, my audience may be middle-aged women today, but then tomorrow some earth shattering thing could occur, you know, hence another pandemic or something. And then my uh, audience may be 20 somethings who have to mature at a rate of a 40 something because of the different obstacles that they're being faced with every day, if that makes sense. It makes a whole lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, and um, to those people who are currently listening, 
I just want to reassure them that there is never a right time for them to get started. Right. Just like you rightly said, the first thing is to have the confidence. Mm -hmm. When you have a confidence, I mean, when you have the confidence, then you should define a clear path mm -hmm. which you would steer your dreams. Uh, Vince Lombardi said, perfection is not attainable, but if you chase perfection, you will surely catch excellence. So mm -hmm. the main thing is for you to overcome that fear and chase your dreams. There are so many things in life that would want to put you off. So many, life would throw so many things at you. For mm -hmm. example, you would say, you could say, I have too many children. You know, I cannot focus. You know, probably you need to get a particular certification. You keep holding yourself back. Mm -hmm. And you know, it can only just cost you having less hours of sleep or, you know, just cutting down on something that would give you that edge to chase your dreams. So I really like all what you've said. It's a, uh, encouraging and I believe my listeners have learned a lot from you. I know definitely there are so many people whose souls you have just uh, touched. Oh, well, thank you. You know what? There's one thing that I want to add with what you said about the dreams. Right. This is one of the things that makes it a little bit more practical and easy for people to implement. So somebody told me this, it was so profound about chasing your dreams. So you think about it. If you're chasing something, the thing that you're chasing is controlling you. Exactly. So if you are able to look at your dreams and you are able to write them down, you're able to draw them, you're able to make them in a way that they're so real and you can visualize it, you will begin to have a strategy to where you can build that dream into reality and you're able to recognize what it is that you're gifted in. So I use this analogy that the Lord gave me when I was pre-depression, I would have a vision that I would see some land. I wanted to build a house. Right. So because I'm chasing this house, my mindset was I can have a house. I'm believing it. So I'm my own architect, my own plumber, uh, electrician, all these things that I'm not good at and I couldn't enjoy it and things weren't working right. Post-depression, I learned to recognize that I can do it by myself. I had to have help. So I saw that same vision of having that house, but I would go a few steps and have a conversation in a networking event, and I would find an architect. Right. The next few events, I'd find an electrician and a plumber, and we would collaborate in our zone of genius to where I could build the house, enjoy it, do the thing that I was gifted in and they could too. And we all could benefit from the finished product as long as I was in a place to recognize that I didn't have to get the credit for the house being done. So whereas before, when you're sometimes chasing your dreams, you want to get credit for that dream. Right. And it has you doing stuff that gets you out of alignment because you have this scarcity mindset that, you know, time is limited. There's only so many people that, you know, are do this dream. Whereas if you begin to strategize and leverage your time and uh, things that you do, you can position yourself to where that dream is already real the minute you think about it. Now you're just deciding when you want it to come at the past. Right. 
That's true. You know, mm -hmm. and you just made mention of another very important step. Mm -hmm. A lot of us have dreams, but we find out that we are unable to chase down those dreams. Because first of all, one thing has been established. The brain thinks of so many things within a split second. Mm -hmm. And the ability for you to write down those dreams puts you back in control of the dreams. Like you said, the dreams control us. Mm -hmm. When you are able to write it down, then you have defined a clear path. You have now taken control of your destiny. So the first thing is to envision it, write mm -hmm. it down, have a clear path, and take action. Action is the last part of it, which is key. So true. And you won't be as distracted, you know, because if I know I'm building a house, when somebody comes to me and they look good, they're driving a car, they sound sharp, but they're talking to me about a restaurant, I'm not interested in that. So I don't have to be distracted by, oh, they look successful, they do this, because I know I'm building a house and they already are speaking the different language and I know what questions to ask. If you're clear about where you're going, you know that if you're building a house, you need an electrician, a plumber, you may need an interior designer. So when somebody comes to me and says, I'm a fireman, okay, I don't need that. You know what I mean? And yeah. I'll know the questions to ask, if that makes sense. It makes a whole lot of sense. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, love, I love what you just said. So do you, do you have any coaching programs that you... Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, I do offer master classes. And so these are um, classes that we tackle different topics, like overcoming boundaries, uh, limiting beliefs, and, you know, different core things that kind of... Um, affect most entrepreneurs, you know, things that we, um, effective communication, for example, you know, words can be so powerful, you right. know, um, and we kind of adopt things to be true under the jargon of being an entrepreneur, you know, just the mindset of thinking, you know, you got to work hard as an entrepreneur, which I get that it's good to have a good work ethic, but, you know, if I'm able to manage having a podcast, doing one-on-one -on -one coaching, group coaching, um, you know, I'm married and I, my husband's also a pastor. I can do these things and not be stressed out because I know how to work smart. That's the key. So, you know, really beginning to fine tune and implement strategies that work within what we're good at and then knowing how to delegate and share that load with other people in a way that's going to allow all of us to be successful. So I have programs like that. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's good. So uh, if you're listening to this program right now, uh, we're still on the show with uh, Lachelle Atkins. She is somebody who can walk you through the process of getting back your life by identifying mm -hmm. and you know working with you to help you identify and eliminate limiting beliefs. Uh, please feel free to reach out to her. Do you have a contact number where you would want people to uh, Absolutely. That's 706-580-9831. Okay, can you repeat that one more time so they can? Yes. 706-580-9831. Awesome. So do you work with anybody? Do you have specific clients you would like to work with? Or can anyone just call in and 
I, I have a lot of content that is uh, for people at all stages of what they're ready for. Okay. Some people aren't ready to commit to regular coaching because I'm the coach that gives you homework and expects you to do it. So right. you may not be at that level yet, right? So I have lots of content on my podcast. Um, I'm on Facebook, LinkedIn, so many different things through my profiles that you could have the opportunity to observe some of my master classes and things like that for free. So whenever you're ready to take that plunge, because I'm all about transformation. Right. So, you know, I, limiting beliefs, I, you know, it's hard for me to have a lot of tolerance for some, because if I can do it with 15, I know people who have less children, you know, right. for whatever reason can do it. So I'm all about, if you're ready for a transformation, then I'm the coach for you. Uh, okay. <laughs> so where, where do you see your business in the next five years? Um, you know, I really enjoy interviewing. So I love uh, podcasting. And um, I also have platforms where I do video uh, interviews as well. But I am just on a movement right now for mental wellness. And so uh, one of my campaigns now is Smile for, for Wellness. And SMILE is an acronym for the five areas that really were hindrances with me with depression. And okay. they're areas that people need to watch for uh, right. to make sure they're in the right frame of mind. And that's sleep, your mood, inner voice, laughter, and energy. So wow. if you notice any of those areas are just not quite where they should be, you know, I encourage people to, you know, look some things up on Google. If you're like, why am I in a bad mood? Or what are some things I can do to improve my mood? You know, uh, how much sleep have I been getting? Tracking in those areas are just really key areas that you can minimize going down a downward spiral because we all fall short. You know, some days we have two or three hours of sleep, but it's that pattern of repeating that. You know, if you're in a bad mood for a week or a month, something's not right. You need to figure out it may not have anything to do with depression. It could be something, you know, internally with your body. You know, it could be a brain issue. I was talking to a colleague the other day and they were like, they were thinking it was all about how they ate and their uh, family member had a brain tumor because their mood had changed and they were trying to figure out what it was and they had a brain tumor. So if we're in tune with those five areas, that will help us really be engaged with our internal clock and our internal compass that could help us, you know, continue to maintain a life of success. Great. I love that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So your, your business name is protocol group incorporated. Mm -hmm. Could you please tell us what exactly protocol group incorporated does? Like yeah. the portfolios that you handle. Yeah. So um, right now we started that business, my husband and I, because we were approached by uh, producers for reality TV. So we were filmed uh, as a family and they tried to shop us being on TV. And we wanted to have creative control with our families um, being in the media. And we just went on that journey as we got closer and closer, saw these contracts. We thought, no, this is not for us. So my husband has an entity of protocol group that he does construction landscaping for. And I um, 
with doing coaching underneath that umbrella. However, now I'm working on rebranding and creating something different through um, media, uh, specifically with the America Supermom brand. So that's where we originally started was to have creative voice for our own family and how we were portrayed in the media. And, you know, we pivoted and my husband did construction and he does, um, you know, concrete and small remodels for people, landscaping and stuff like that. And so that's where we're at with that. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm also very happy that you, you know, are, you are part of my small Facebook community. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's the morale booster. Uh, Facebook. Uh-huh. You know, I, I, I intentionally have intelligent people like yourself in the group so you can use your experience to mm-hmm. inspire people. Because right now, we, especially with what's going on in the world, this pandemic has changed the narrative, whether we like it or not. And the earlier we start as motivational speakers as um, leaders to start helping people regain their sanity, the better it will be for the world. So please feel free to always drop one or two inspirational things there. And I believe your contribution will be immensely appreciated by everybody. Oh, thank you so much. You know, and that just is so Uh, true what you said about this pandemic, you know, and I really challenge everybody to think, you know, the pandemic is going on and it was out of our control. Right. And everybody can resonate and understand that, you know, we didn't plan it, you know, we didn't have, uh, it's not, wasn't in our radar. And as we deal with some of these racial issues, I challenge people to have that same mindset about things that are happening. You know, we didn't ask for it. It's kind of like a reality that happened. However, how we move forward, we have the ability to control that. We have the ability to control what kind of world we want to build and look towards. And just as we try to recover from a pandemic, we can do the same thing when it comes to race relations. You know, we don't have to allow the past to dictate how we're going to move forward. You know, so I think that's really uh, key that you brought that up. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I appreciate that. So I'd like to remind my audience one more time about what um, Les Brown says. He says, when life throws anything at you, always remember to fall on your back. Because when you can, if you can look up, you can get up. So where there is life, there is hope. Even the Bible said that. Mm-hmm. Where there is life, there is hope. For as long as we are alive, we will definitely overcome these challenges and we will definitely win at the end of the day. So keep doing what you're all doing. Uh, Stay positive. Be intentional about the things you absorb because it matters a lot. If you absorb a lot of negativity, trust me, you will lead yourself as fast as possible to depression. So try to be intentional about what you absorb Surround yourself with positivity, positive people, people who would push you to be better, people who would push you to see whatever is going on as a challenge that will definitely pass. Because you know why? It will definitely pass. And one more thing, 
for those listening, I don't care what you think about yourself. I don't care what people think about you. All I know is that we are all destined for greatness. So always have that at the back of your mind. So um, Lachelle, thank you very much for joining me on this program. I look forward to having you on one of the live episodes. And I hope when I reach out to you, you will be, uh, you would answer my call. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anything I can do to serve, I consider it an honor. Awesome. So it was nice talking to you and uh, have a wonderful rest of your day.